I wanted to talk about disciple. What does it mean to be a disciple? And I've been thinking about this a lot. And, uh, you know, Matthew chapter 28 is kind of the famous scripture where Jesus says, um, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So as you go, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to practice, to observe everything that I've taught you, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the age, right? That's the scripture. And our, one of our core values is raising up disciples, you know, connecting people to Jesus, then raising up disciples of Jesus. So what does that mean? Okay, and I think, first of all, before we talk about ourselves raising up disciples, we need to, we need to understand what does it mean to be a disciple. And the famous scriptures about this, being a disciple are like Jesus going to the Sea of Galilee, where all the fishermen are just casting their nets in, looking for fish. And then uh, Jesus calls them and says, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of people. And they leave their nets, and they, uh, and they follow Jesus, right? And, and that's what Jesus does. He, um, he's, he goes after ordinary people, and not just ordinary people, like working class, struggling people who aren't even looking for God, and he calls people to follow him. And then he teaches them all this stuff. And we, we have an emphasis on the Bible studies because how are you going to know what, it, what Jesus taught without the Bible, right? So we read about the gospel stories of, of how Jesus um, did this and that and what he, what he taught. And I just want to look at Luke now and move to Luke chapter, um, let's see, 10. Actually, Luke chapter 9, first of all. Um, you know, disciple, being a disciple of Jesus means you're, you're a disciple of a lawbreaker because Jesus was a lawbreaker, okay? Um, you know, I don't know what he would have done. I think he probably would have worn a mask and been respectful because it's about loving your neighbor as yourself, right? Um, so he was selective about the laws he broke, but he always broke laws when it came to helping people, um, you know, and I know that he would, um, he would be, I think he's happy with some of the ways we've done that at Tierra And, but anyway, look, um, it says right here, Jesus, um, while everyone was marveling at all that he was doing, he said to his disciples, let these words sink into your ears. For the son of man, that's another name for himself, is going to be delivered into the hands of men. In other words, the son of man is going to be arrested by the cops, by the authorities, right? So that's something that Jesus um, made really clear to his disciples. You know, hey, your 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 head guy, you know me, Jesus, yours truly. I'm going to get arrested, you guys. I'm going to get taken off into prison. I'm going to be executed. Okay, so uh, if you're following me, just know that trouble awaits you, so to speak, right? And uh, one thing I love about our community is a lot of us have been in trouble, so you already kind of know what that's like. You've been there and done that, so maybe you're a little less afraid, right? Um, and I hope that I could be less afraid because I haven't gotten into as much trouble. But listen to this. Uh, no one really got it. They did not understand the statement. They, they weren't thinking about that. They were thinking, we're heading up, up and out of poverty, up and out of trouble, you know. Um, but Jesus is saying, no, we're going down into the, into the, into the, into the, into the highways and the byways. Into the, we're, get, we're getting into trouble, you guys, because we're going to be confronting 
the powers and principalities and the law enforcers that are making life miserable for people. Then um, the disciples, they, they were kind of not understanding a lot of the time, uh, like us maybe, right? And an argument started among them as to which of them might be the greatest. That's what they're thinking about. I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Okay, and they were arguing with each other about how each one was better. Okay, but Jesus, knowing what they were thinking in their hearts, this is dangerous Jesus, right? He knows what we're thinking in our hearts. Oh, no. You know, it's not just, a, I mean, you know, that, talk about someone that can bust you. If someone knows what you're thinking in your heart, you're in trouble, right? So that's Jesus. He took a child and he stood him by his side. Okay. Whoever receives this child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. It's funny, when I said this, Jeremiah, when I was reading this today, yesterday and thinking about this, and I, I imagined Jesus taking a child and putting him by his side, I thought of you. I imagined you, Jesus taking you and putting you right by his side and saying, uh, whoever receives this child in my name receives me. You know, um, isn't that cool? And uh, Dominic, you know, whoever receives Dominic in the, in, in, in the name of Jesus receives Jesus himself. There we go. Okay. Um, and so uh, we're talking about, and then Jesus says, for the one who is least among all of you is the greatest. Okay. The one who's least among all of you is the one who's great. Now that is a different way of thinking about greatness, isn't it? And so, but that's our Jesus. He's turning the world upside down. He's bringing the weak up and the powerful down. And so if we're powerful, we, we need to kind of humble ourselves and, and head downward, right? Um, just like Jesus was heading downward when he says, hey, let this sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be delivered over into the hands of, of the authorities, right? Okay, then here's the other thing about being a disciple. I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit to chapter 10. 10. I love this. This is one of my favorite parts of the whole New Testament. Jesus, um, after the Lord, uh, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others. And, and so Jesus had more than 12 disciples. Okay, in Luke's gospel, there were crowds of them. Okay, and so um, he appointed 70, he sent them out of Paris, in Paris ahead of them, to all the cities and places where he himself was going to come. Um, and then he says to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beg the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Okay, so, and then Jesus, uh, I think Jesus is the Lord of the harvest, because then right after that, he says, uh, I send you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money. That's nice. If you don't have any money, then you, you qualify to go out, right? Don't and bring any shoes. If you don't have any shoes, you qualify. I remember being in Mozambique and with all these pastors, like 250 pastors, and most of them didn't have shoes. And I thought, wow, they're, they're ready to go. They didn't have any money. They didn't have any shoes. They were like, uh, and greet no one. Whatever house you enter, first say peace, be to the house. And Jesus gives them these instructions about going out to people's houses and then receiving their, their hospitality, eating what they feed you, and then healing the sick and telling them the kingdom of God has come. And um, I just love this. Uh, but one thing that strikes me, Jesus says um, he sent them out to every city and place where he himself was going to come. What would that be like if you were going out 
ahead of Jesus. And, but you knew that he was going to come after you to, to the place you were going. How would that change the way you, um, the way you saw your mission? If you knew um, that you were preparing the way for Jesus. Like I think of myself, here I am. I am here and I'm preparing the way for Jesus. Am I doing an okay job, Jesus? I hope I, I, I want when Jesus comes for people not to be, I think people will be surprised because he'll be way more amazing than anything that I can say about him. Okay, but when I think about preparing the way and going ahead of Jesus, knowing that he's going to come after me, that's pretty cool because then I know that um, when I leave, then Jesus is going to come next, right? And so I'm not even abandoning anybody, but I'm just preparing the way. I'm preparing the way, and then, uh, but he's going to come. He's going to come through the Holy Spirit. He's going to come when he returns. And so I'm preparing the way for people uh, to then expect him to come in the flesh, okay? But Jesus is more radical than even what I'm saying, because look what he says um, a little bit later in verse 16. And this is just like uh, what he says about the child. The one who listens to you listens to me. Okay? The one who listens to you. You know, the one who listens to Jude listens to Jesus. The one who listens to Jessica or, you know, Dominic, the one who listens to Chucky listens to Jesus. Okay? When we go out in Jesus' name, Jesus says, the one who is the smallest and the least of you is the greatest. Okay, so none of us can think, well, I'm not as, I'm not as, uh, I'm not at the same level as Pastor Bob or as Pastor Gracie or Julio or, or somebody else. I'm not at the same level. No, actually, you may be at a higher level. Okay, because Jesus uh, is about, um, you know, is about raising up the lowly ones, and Jesus is proud to be identified with the weak and the humble. And so when we're weak and humble, he loves it, okay? And that's what, that's what Jesus is calling us is to be about. You know, we're, we're about being a disciple, which means that we need to, to really just be super weak, meek and humble and, and lowly and come in as servants and, and without all the money, without um, all the power, but just coming in, receiving people's hospitality, and then we pray for those that are sick and we announce the kingdom of God has come close. Isn't that cool? And so, you know, um, God is a humble God. He's more humble than any of us even know. And when we, uh, when we get closer to Jesus, we see that. I mean, just think about the testimonies we just had of the, of the humble testimonies, like of getting a number, Mary Lee getting a number um, that puts her onto the songs for her breakdancing. Or Roger, you know, thinking about his Volkswagen key. Jesus is so humble that he cares about those little details, right? Um, and and this, this is the God that we worship. He's a humble God. He's low to the ground. You know, he's not up in the... He is in the heavens, but he stoops down. And, and who he really is, is, um, is Emmanuel, God with us. He was born in a manger. And... Um, and the first people that knew about it were the humble shepherds who Gracie pointed out were just the, lo the lowliest outlaws who nobody even thought were worthy of even being out in public, right? 
Okay, so I want to look at one more text here. Luke chapter um, 6, verse 40. Okay, it says, a pupil is not above his teacher. That word pupil is the same word as disciple. Matetes in Greek, okay? And guess what the definition of a disciple is? A disciple is a learner, a pupil, um, basically to someone who comes under and uh, learns a trade, so to speak, okay? So like a, a disciple is someone who's just a learner, and all of us are disciples. You know, Jesus uh, invites us all to be, to just be humble learners of him, right? And so Jesus here says, a disciple is not above his teacher. Verse 40, right? Let's see, can't see very well. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, after they've been fully trained, will be like their teacher. Each one of us, after we've been fully trained, you guys, will be like our teacher, Jesus. And so Jesus is saying that, like that's going to happen. Each one of you, me, you, after we're fully trained, when we've gone through our, our, our mentorship program, our life, this is a lifelong journey. Each one of us, after we've been fully trained up, are going to be like our teacher, Jesus. Isn't that cool? And that's what we want to be like, because if Jesus says, the one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who listens to me listens to the one who sent me, right? That's what I read from chapter 10. And then he also says, the one who rejects you rejects me. The one who rejects Chucky rejects Jesus. The one who rejects, um, you know, any one of us, Heather, anyone who rejects Heather, they're rejecting Jesus, Okay. Okay, that's serious business. Anyone that rejects Roger, they're rejecting Jesus. Okay, and if they accept his, him, his, his, him as a, someone who comes and bears witness, they're, they're accepting Jesus and the Father himself, right? That is so amazingly beautiful. Okay, so back to this verse um, 40. It says, everyone after they have been fully trained. Now that word fully trained is another word. It's the word... Katarizo, or kataris, katartizo, which means to fit out, equip, put in order, okay, to arrange, I mean to equip. Everyone who's been fully equipped, okay, will be like their teacher, okay? And um, how do we get fully equipped? How do we get fitted out, like outfitted? How do you get outfitted uh, so that you will be like your teacher? When, from the Word of God, right on. Okay, um, you know, the next verse after this is super beautiful and something that I feel like we, we need as another, as just a permanent reminder. Verse 41 says, Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Okay, we want to make everyone fully equipped sometimes. Like we want to remind our spouse or our partner or a child or a parent how much they suck and how much they need to change right because we know because we're we live with them and we know their problems and so we're like hey get a life you know change be different like knock knock it off you know like 
and we're like that, you know, in our family that happens, and, and every family. What's that? <laughs> okay, why do you look at the speck? Jesus says, why do you do that? Why do we? Why do we look at the speck in our own eye and then not notice the log that is in our own eye? Well, if we have a log in our own eye, how can I see? I can't see, I'm blind, right? If I try to do a surgeon, if, if I was like uh, a doctor, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, Phil would want you know, to let me operate on him, do heart surgery if I have a log in my eye, right? See, I would take the scalpel and just like, let's see, where is that little uh, artery? Oops! Sorry, I killed him, right? Okay, so in order to, um, Jesus says, or how do you say to your brother, brother or sister, let me take out the speck that is in your eye. When you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye. Okay, so we want to be about fully equipping everybody else. But Jesus is saying, look, deal with your own life first. Start with yourself. Okay, and this is something all of us can do. We can start with ourselves. I can't control my wife, Gracie. I've tried, and it doesn't work. Gracie and, and Anna can't change me. You know, none of us can change one another. Gracie pointed out earlier about how we can't save a person. You know, that's from uh, Psalm 49. This, this kind of blew me away, Psalm 49. I'm just going to read it because Gracie already referenced it. But I've been thinking about this a lot because I've tried to save a lot of people and, I've, and I keep failing and it makes me depressed. Okay, but Psalm 49 says, um, No person by any means can redeem his brother or sister. No one by any means can redeem. That means like rescue or save his brother or sister, or give to God a ransom for him or her. Okay? For the redemption of his soul is costly. And he should cease trying. Okay, we can't save anybody. Okay? Yeah. We can, we can bear witness. We can love. We're called to do that. The one who receives us receives Jesus when we come in his name. Right? But we want to be received because... Uh, we, because we're, we're carrying Jesus. We don't want people to reject us because we're judgmental people that are trying to take the speck out of their eye when we got a log in our own eye. If someone rejects me because I'm like that, then I deserve to be rejected. They're not rejecting Jesus. If I come and I tell Roger, hey, Roger, you got to really just change for these reasons. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, and Roger goes, man, Bob, it's just what's happened to Bob, man? What is up with you? You know, Forget you, man. Get away. Get out of my life. You're not my friend anymore. And then he rejects me. And then I think, well, he's rejected Jesus. He's rejected God. No, he's rejected me because I didn't come in humility. I didn't come having taken the log out of my own eye first, right? So Jesus says, um, you hypocrite. Okay, Bob, don't do that to Roger. Be, you hypocrite. First, it says take out. Actually, the word is cast out. Same word for casting out demons. It's a violent word. First, cast out the log that is in your own eye, okay? I won't cast this out because it's the Bible, but how about this? Okay, okay so I cast out that. Um, first, cast out the log that is in your own eye. Change in response to the Word of God, okay? We, we can all do that, and that's not going to fill us with anxiety as much as it will trying to change somebody else. If I tried to change Heather, oh man, I couldn't change Heather. 
You know, I couldn't change Lorinda. I couldn't change Jason. I can't change anybody. I, but I can respond to the Holy Spirit and I can confess my own sin. And I can cast out the log out of my own eye. Then you will see clearly to take out the speck. So we do have a role to help one another get rid of the speck that's in someone else's eye, right? If I deal with my own issues in response to the Holy Spirit, you know, and I'm a disciple of Jesus, first and foremost, me and Jesus, and I'm listening to him and I'm practicing what he says in the word of God, and I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, and I'm confessing my own sin, and I'm casting out those logs out of my own eye, then I can see clearly to, to love somebody else with a word that they can maybe receive because I'm humble. I'm coming in humility. I'm not coming as a superior person, right? Do you think? So um, then you will be able to take out um, the speck that is in your brother's sister's eye. So we do have a role to carry the, gos the gospel and sometimes to even challenge one another, but just make sure that we are disciples first and foremost before we try to make disciples. So if we try to become a disciple and make that our highest priority, then that's the way we learn how to make disciples because we're speaking from our own lived experience of having ourselves been a disciple, right? So what do you think? Do you want to be a disciple? Okay, so let's really work at that in 2022. We're actually starting a diploma. It's a whole course that we're calling Disciple, okay, which is about becoming a disciple so we can raise up disciples. And, uh, and so it's going to be a, like a, a full-on diploma, more than a certificate. And so it's pretty cool. We're, great. we're all excited about this through the, the People's Seminary. We want to do some of it in person as much as we can. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's pray that God would just inspire us to want to be disciples and, uh, and to take the logs out of our own eyes so that we can be fully equipped to be like our teacher. Okay? So God, help us. Forgive us for our sin, Lord. Forgive us for the way that we are just so quick to notice other people's problems and other people's weaknesses and sins and, and just bad habits. And I know I'm like that. Forgive me, God, for just being judgmental. You say, don't judge, lest you be judged. Just forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. Have mercy upon us. We don't want to be like the prosecutors. We judge them. But sometimes we're the same with our family members. Forgive us for judging. Um, help us to just uh, throw out the big logs that are in our eyes and just be humble and be like, a ch like children. Just be, go the low path. And I just pray that you give us courage to go out and to carry your good news and to be humble witnesses everywhere we go. Amen. And just fill us, Holy Spirit, with your love. In Jesus' name, amen.